My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with the monthly horoscope for February 2021. And today we'll go through 10 significant transits and events that are happening astrologically. And in the Vedic Astrology membership, I'll go sign by sign showing you how these events will most significantly impact you based on your rising and or moon sign at quietmindastrology.com. So the first event happening this month is Mercury going retrograde into Capricorn on the 4th. So those of you watching the video in the membership, I'm going to step through the dates here. So we're looking at February 1st, and Mercury just went retrograde in Aquarius towards the end of January on the 30th. But now as we progress through the month, February 1st up to the 4th, we see Mercury goes back into Capricorn. Anytime there's a Mercury retrograde, this is not the time to sign contracts, to start new things out of out of nowhere and from scratch. This is the time to review, revise, reflect, refresh, re-energize yourself, rest, restore. All the R-E words are a good way to remember, remember how to work with this Mercury energy. And that is going to be happening almost all month for three weeks here until the 21st when Mercury goes direct in Capricorn. But here at the beginning of the month, go back over the things that you've started and see if you can revise, improve them, and build on them rather than starting things from scratch. If you can avoid signing contracts, do that. And anything financial, it's a good month to be more frugal with your spending in general with all of the Capricorn energy. Now, if there's something you've been wanting to do for a long time or something that's like not completely new out of scratch, you, know, you can go for it and, and follow through on it. That's not a new project, right? If you've been thinking about taking this new path in your career or starting this new thing that you've been working on to some degree for a long time, that's okay. But if it's, you get this idea of like, ooh, I should just start something completely new and go to college and get this new degree and, and find this new path. And those are the kind of things you want to be extra cautious about this month. And you could still do them, but no, you might have delays and you might be disappointed with the outcome. And it might not go as you're expecting as Mercury is our intellect. And we're not exactly thinking as clearly as we might normally with Mercury retrograde. Then on the 8th, as we step through the chart here, I'll draw on the screen for those of you watching the video. So what I'm looking at here is the 10th sign of Capricorn, which has some planets piling up there. So we've got a lot going on in Capricorn this month, all year, but especially this month, this is a really significant thing happening here. Is on the 8th, as Mercury is going to be combust with the sun, which happens anytime Mercury goes retrograde. So that's not the huge deal. But there are usually some significant realizations and messages and insights that come when Mercury is combust with the sun. That means it's really close by transit. Of course, it's always staying in its orbit path, but it's very close on that path to the sun. And that's considered combust anytime a planet's really close with the sun by degrees. So you're likely to receive some messages, some insights, some clarity and guidance, maybe through dreams, maybe through conversation, maybe through this sort of research, reviewing things and going back over things, retracing your steps. It's a great way to find these insights as you go through the beginning of this month. Then we move on to the next date is February 9th, and that is where we have the stellium in Capricorn. So we have the Sun, Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, Saturn, Moon, and Pluto 
all piled up into Capricorn. This has not happened in 60 years, so this is a big deal. And of course, we go back to the 1960s, and that was a revolutionary time. Uh, massive transformations happening culturally and societally, and we're having that now here. We're on the real brink of very different culture and, and the whole world changing. And as I go through in future episodes and have talked about, we're moving towards a very different world. And the, by the time we get to uh, Saturn and Taurus in several years, that's, that's going to be a while, but we're likely to have a new currency replacing the U.S. dollar as the standard throughout the world. So big changes are underway here, and it has to do with government and society and structures in general. And things to do with maybe you have a small business or maybe you have your own sort of structures in place in your life. And those things are being challenged. And ultimately, the bigger structures, the older structures are prevailing, but they're also evolving and changing forms. So we're likely to see some major changes in the global picture of how government works, how policy works. And that's going to play out over the next 10 years or so. So you can look into things like this with the World Economic Forum and they talk about what's the world going to look like in 2030. You can kind of see an idea of where the world leaders are moving towards and we're shaping that up right now. And we have Mars over there in Aries by itself. And we see this sort of energy playing out of individuals. Not everybody's on board with this government change, especially small business owners who are most significantly affected by this. And there's a lot of things happening like in France right now where all of the not all, but several business owners decided to defy the lockdown orders and open anyway, and the government followed through. So if the people want to make a change, that can happen. If there's a change you want to make, it's not going to happen if you're by yourself. And if you want to influence some sort of change in the government and your politics, it's going to take a lot of people working together. And as I've said, this is the energy of revolution with Pluto and Saturn and Capricorn, what we saw during the American and French revolutions. So this is a revolutionary time in history over the next 19 years. And it's really kicking off this year uh, based on you know what we're going to create together. We all have a choice in this. And I think it can be a positive revolution where we focus on sustainable, renewable energy. We focus on healthy food available to everybody who wants it and creating connection and having real conversations with people. But that is not necessarily what we're seeing in you know, some things on social media or in the media that it's not always going to be what we see, but we can create it for sort of a grassroots level of working together with each other. And I think that's possible. And this is just a huge cluster of energy here. So it's questioning, like, what are your structures? What is your foundation that you stand on? It's essentially being stress tested and put to its limit here. I mean, this is a huge transit. And if you don't have those structures in place or that sort of foundation that you stand on, this is a great time to clarify that. For me, yoga and meditation is a huge part of that and doing daily practices, movement, breathing practices. So finding those things and maybe looking to older things because Capricorn represents older things as well. So older paths, older things that have worked for you. Consider that this first couple of weeks of the month, review things, reflect on things, and these realizations and insights of what world you want to create 
because we all have a say in this. We're all creating it together. We're all humans and we're all sort of leveled out in a way. Of course, some people have more privilege or more finances or more resources than others. But as a human race, we all can choose to create the future that we want together. And this transit right now is asking you, what is the foundation you're building on? And then we move into the new moon. So even more of this energy on the 11th. So all those planets are still there in Capricorn for their last little bit. But now we've got a new moon. So very much starting over, new energy, uh, new possibilities. But again, not the time to sign new contracts or start completely new projects. But it is a fresh start in a lot of ways with the new moon here. And a fresh start for this long cycle. It's been 60 years since this last happened. So it's going to be a long time before it happens again, this big pileup in Capricorn like this. So yeah, time of revolution, time of transformation and change. And really, as they say, you know, Steve Jobs said in his bio, you know, the first 30 years you make your habits and the next 30 years your habits make you. Uh, this is like that kind of energy of a Saturn return for the country of America and in the country of France as well, because we had our revolutions during this time. So where do you want to go from here? What do you want to create from here? And even in Britain, I saw this uh, first time in 300 years, uh, some significant events happened. I have to Google that to remember what it was, but uh, first time in 300 years. So there's this 300-year cycle or so with the Pluto return here back to Capricorn. It's a very slow transit. Now on to the 12th, we have the sun moving into Aquarius. Now that's a better place for the sun to be than in Capricorn. So Capricorn is an enemy sign. Aquarius is neutral. So you might feel a little more vitality and energy kind of come back online in the middle of February. And this is great for romance and relationships as we go into Valentine's Day, if you celebrate that, or looking for relationships, especially uh, when Venus goes into Aquarius. We'll get to that. But sun moving into Aquarius, this is a great time for intellectual studies, intellectual pursuits, and clarifying what brings you energy intellectually and stimulates your mind. And how you can serve humanity, as I've talked about in recent episodes, this is the humanitarian kind of energy that we're all moving towards and more of a societal, global energy that we're moving towards. And really over the next 20 years and then the next 20 years after that, where it's, Pluto's going to be there in Aquarius. So we're starting to move in that direction. And we see uh, some shifts happening in that worldwide. So we're moving in that direction of the global collective. What do we need? How can we connect and heal? Now we've got all this infrastructure place of, of uh, computers and internet, and we all got smartphones in our pockets. What are we going to do with it? How are we going to serve and connect with each other? And then we move into the next transit on the 13th. And this is when Rahu and Ketu move nakshatras. So you can go back to my Rahu and Ketu episode. This is super powerful time, and it is a, a very positive transit in general. They're exalted here. Lots of revolutions in technology throughout history with this Rahu and Ketu transit. So I'm going to refer you back to that episode if you want to learn more about this transit. But they're just moving nakshatras, but they're still Rahu and Taurus, Ketu and Scorpio. Powerful time for getting a hold of your finances and your structures and assets and deepening your spiritual practices. So we get really strong uh, sort of material world energy, also really strong spiritual energy as well. 
and lots of very powerful events happen during this time, and including uh, we'll likely see some sort of declaration that the pandemic is over, similar to what happened with the mission accomplished thing and with George Bush when this was happening uh, around 2003, I believe. And this we'll likely see that, but it's still going to be ongoing, just like the war in Iraq and Afghanistan was ongoing for a very long time after that and actually just ended operations in Afghanistan with this Rahu and K2 transit. So it could be that, that this pandemic is dragging on to some degree all the way through the next Rahu and K2 transit in 18 years. Who knows? We'll see. From transits, though, it's likely to see some letting up of that, especially when Jupiter goes forward in April. Rahu and K2 will still be here. It's a slow-moving transit. Uh, so eight months with that or nine months, excuse me. So nine months that they'll be in this nakshatra now of Rahu and Ketu. And when Jupiter moves ahead in April, that's when we'll probably see a lot of the letting up of the COVID stuff. And then it'll come back in the fall. So Jupiter goes retrograde. Uh, so we'll likely still be in the woods a bit with all this stuff until early 2022. As I've been saying, when Saturn moves ahead to Aquarius, that's when things will really let up and we'll be in a different vibe entirely so then we have the next big transit on the 20th and that is the transit of venus into aquarius so it's a little later in the day so i got to jump ahead here on my chart those of you watching the video there you see venus just moved into aquarius with the sun on the 20th so venus being here as you see down here it's a great friend it is a functional malefic uh, in general, with the, all the other energies happening. But there's a lot of positive stuff going on. And Venus with the Sun is spotlight on relationships. So if you've been looking to have some sort of change in your relationship or improve your relationship or seek a new relationship, this is a powerful time for that with Aquarius. And likely, things will just sort of happen. There will be some sort of shift in your relationship energy. And uh, maybe it's more intimacy with your partner, Maybe it's more intellectual in engagement with your partner. Maybe it's some sort of service work together. This can be, uh, maybe you have different beliefs and values and different uh, ideals. The Aquarius of like what sort of, with all the political stuff in the last year or two, everything's so divided. You know, that can become an issue in the relationship. So finding what you connect on intellectually and what you feel like you can be of service together. What is your role as a partner? And if you're not in relationship, what is your role in relationship to yourself? That's always the first relationship, as one of my mentors would say. You know, there's only one relationship. It's you and source or God or universe, whatever you want to call it and whatever your belief is, your understanding. But uh, that's the one relationship. And everything else is just a reflection and mirror of that. And with the sun being with Venus, that's your soul indicator. So there's a part of your soul that is wanting to have a more meaningful relationship and partnership and connection. And that is being called forth here towards the end of the month. Then the next transit we have is on the 21st. So we jump ahead and Mercury is no longer retrograde. So we go back, you see the R next to Mercury. Now it's going direct again. But there is that sort of shadow period around the retrograde when you could still feel the effects and some people even feel the effects more towards the end or right at the beginning of going direct. So Mercury is here with Jupiter and Saturn and Capricorn sort of letting up of that more heavy, serious energy towards the beginning of the month. 
And uh, Mercury here is in an enemy sign in Capricorn, and it's it's going to be there throughout the middle of the month, basically, and then moving ahead. So as it goes forward, now is the time to start to think about what you want to create and how you want to move things forward. And that new moon energy around the uh, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, that kind of energy where you felt like, okay, there's this sort of message I'm receiving, this insight or clarity I'm moving forward on. Now with uh, Mercury direct on the 21st, you get this sort of push of energy to go forward, but still be a little cautious because again, it's an enemy sign. So your thinking might be a little too limiting. Maybe you're not thinking as big and, and expansive as possible. And maybe you're sort of undermining your potential and value of what you have to offer in this direction you want to go in your life. But once it starts to move forward and into Aquarius, uh, that'll be early next, mid next month. So in March. So it's still a little time with that particular transit, but your thinking might be a little limited and Jupiter being in Capricorn restricts our expansion in general. We might feel a little bit less optimistic and hopeful in general. So there is that to work with right now, but be very pragmatic and maybe be a little more frugal this month. And if there is something you want to invest in, you can do it. Just, you know, check your finances, make sure it makes sense and do what really, you know, trust the, the, the practical side and the intuitive side as well. So both of those together, but the thinking might not be at its best throughout all of the month and your intelligence might not be as strong and sharp as it normally is. So just be extra aware of that, of the kind of thinking and thoughts and actions you take. So there might be a little bit of delays or things you're not fully seeing clearly yet that you will towards the middle of March. Then we move ahead to Mars transiting into Taurus on the next day on the 22nd. Now Mars is a functional benefic here with Rahu. So this is a pretty powerful energy. And Mars in a friendly sign in Taurus. And so Mars Rahu energy in Taurus gives us a lot of action and drive and ambition and initiative around things to do with the home, the family, the assets that we have, our wealth. And again, if there's things you want to invest in or directions you want to invest your time and energy, you'll have that boost of energy here uh, from when the sun went ahead on the 12th and now especially here on the 22nd. Uh, a lot more energy and vitality coming through, especially as we start to move towards late winter, early spring here in the Northern Hemisphere, you start to feel that boost of energy. And you just want to be a little cautious. Of, you know, Mars being here uh, can be a little critical. It can be a little harsh. But just know that you have this boost of energy and how you want to use it. That's what you're using the beginning of the month to really reflect and review on. And you'll know, you'll get that sort of insight and intuition of like, okay, this is the direction to go. This is the kind of stuff I want to focus on. And Mars will give you the energy and drive you need to carry those actions out step by step. Then we move ahead to the 27th. And that is a full moon in the sign of Leo. So that's, again, always a full moon is a time of reflection, review, and celebrating and looking back at what you've created since the new moon in on the 11th. So this cycle from the 11th to the 27th, this month of February, uh, at this point at the end of the month now, a little pause and reflection, right? So you kind of use that time from the 21st to just 
go forward and know you might need to rethink some things. You might not be thinking fully clearly yet, but then you'll have that boost of action on the 22nd. So this is the time to start all those ideas you've had or things you want to move forward on, those projects you're working on, move forward, especially towards the end of the month. And then just take this time at the very end of the 27th, even the 28th to just sort of review, reflect. That's going to be a weekend. So that's uh, Saturday on the is the full moon. So do something to celebrate. Do something to uh, appreciate yourself. Again, the, the first relationship, the only relationship is with you and source. So take some time here at the end of the month, even just like go out and look at the moon and just sort of bask in the wonder of this whole experience that we have as humans and experiencing these transits. Uh, But whatever you've gone through this month, take a moment to celebrate and celebrate your successes and acknowledge that you've put in so much work and you've probably overcome immense challenges and obstacles this year and this past year uh, and still feels like 2020 kind of dragging on and that's that's what it's doing with the saturn and capricorn all year still uh, but celebrate yourself reward yourself for your hard work do something nice for yourself love up yourself at the end of the month here and you've probably been through a lot and it's probably well earned and deserved at this point so nourish yourself and then naturally our relationships will, it will spill over where we want to be kind and generous to others. Others want to be kind and generous to us. We don't do it for those reasons, but there is that nice natural side effect. If we take care of ourselves, then the universe takes care of us. So it's all about aligning with your true path. And we'll go into how to do that in more detail and more specifics with your rising and moon sign horoscope to show you where this is affecting you based on your rising and moon sign. If you don't know your rising and moon, check out quietmindastrology.com where you can get your free birth chart. And right there, you can also sign up for the Vedic Astrology Membership where I will be going into these readings specifically sign by sign, starting with Aries all the way through Pisces. And you can join us over there right now. I put these videos up early and with these more layered and in-depth readings. But if you're just listening on the podcast, thank you for listening. And I look forward to sharing more with you soon. If you have any questions, please reach out at jeremy.quietmind on Instagram. I love to hear your questions and I can do my best to address them in future episodes. And I look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.